Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale. Welcome to the Deep Dive. Week three is upon us. We have a spectacular card to break down. Really, honestly, honestly uh, blessed. Really, yeah, really. No complaints about life right now. So many good games to get to. Um, Andy, how is your week going? Good. It's gorgeous. It's starting to be fall here in Minnesota. The leaves are turning. It's crisp. Hell yeah. Bonfire sweatshirt, whiskey weather, which I love. So I've been through a bunch of rye already this week, just every night looking at the uh, oh it's brown liquor season already. it is brown liquor season we are it is upon us what rye i bought this little bottle when i was on vacation to like just mix in the hotel room one night and i then i forgot about it so i found some a little uh like hip flask of uh bullet rye nice and uh just been dumping that over ice the last couple nights but yeah looking forward to a little more of that definitely gonna make a stop at the liquor store on the way home uh, that is a great call. It's uh, it's officially fall. We went the equinoxes today. Uh, it is. That's uh, why I said that. <laughs> and no idea. <laughs> Put Happy autumnal equinox to you and yours. I hopefully you guys are celebrating yep. Your, yep. the libation or whatever you like to do to celebrate this holiday. We are celebrating it by getting into the week. Of football, we have a – it's backwards from – maybe it's not backwards from how it should be, just a terrible Thursday night, which is par, <laughs> and a fire-ass Monday night with great matchups all along. Like, we talked about this a little maybe – I don't know if it was – we brought it up on one of the scopes or whatever, but Houston-Pittsburgh, Rams-Buffalo. You've got, the obviously, the – the Monday night in Baltimore, Kansas City, but Green Bay, New Orleans for the Sunday night game. Mm. The late games show you Dallas, Seattle. Mm. There, are, there are so many fun matchups. I didn't even mention it. Yeah, Vegas, New England is, is kind of a good matchup now. Yes. I mean, there is so, legit. Great week. A, yeah, it is a legit early red zone dream followed by, yeah, a nice, a nice afternoon slot. That Dallas-Seattle game is going to be so good. Four uh, games in the afternoon as well, so we're uh, not going to yeah. get the 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 three. Yes, like, I don't. Get, what? No, it's five. Excuse, five. excuse me, five games. I missed the Jets Indy, which we can probably skip eleven that point game. I'm not counting that one. <laughs> um, yeah, but we did not get uh, we did not get the afternoon schedule cuffed, which is the worst. Um, the Thursday nighter. Let's touch on this real briefly. I don't have very quick. Um, well, because then the big thing is the numbers gone. The move was the over. It more, got hit hard. Jackson, and look ahead. That would have been fine, too. Jags are obviously yeah. a better team than I thought coming into this season. Um, their defense is playing hard, albeit they don't have a bunch of like top-end talent. Like uh, They obviously hit on their cornerback, Henderson. He's, he, he rocks. Um, and uh, the offense, you know, Gardner Minshew is leading a top-five offense. They played very, very well against the Colts. They backed it up and played very well against the Tennessee Titans. Two divisional opponents. They got a, you know, they're sitting at one and one. So basically, the market adjusted rating for this team from dead last uh, to a little worse than average is completely fair. 
On the flip side, the Dolphins have the clear 32nd best performing defense to this point, which is not saying a lot given that they've played Buffalo and New England. So it's not even like they're gone, they've gone up against the best and gotten torched. They've just been sucking against kind of good offenses. Um, and their their own offense is, uh, you know, it's, it's a little uh, uneven uh, performance so far. Ryan Fitzpatrick has been, yeah, signs of life, but generally not looking great. Tua, not able to take contact, so I don't think we're going to see him anytime soon. Um, and, you know, injuries galore. No Byron Jones in this one, so not only does your defense suck Miami, you also are going to be without your top free agent acquisition. In yeah, Byron that's Jones. rough. That's, that, that matters. That matters. That probably not hurts. That's going to make it's going to make people pretty hesitant to see any buyback off this three back towards Miami. I don't see I, it. I mean, there there's some I'm seeing a really juicy two and a half at uh, bet online right now, but yeah, I think probably since Pat, I don't know. Sometimes you see some weird movement on the two and a half, three on a Thursday night or just any Thursday night game. You'll see some weird day of movement, but total up from 44 to 48. Like we said, it's probably the right move, especially with Miami missing some pieces and Jacksonville's offense being <clears throat> much better than we thought, which I guess, Let's let's cut off talking about that game altogether. We can use it as an example. But my main question here as we get to week two, from Great. me to you as a general handicapping question is, I know, and I kind of know the answer with some people, so a lot of what we base um, our ratings on and how we feel about teams as priors. Yeah. You have two-game sample. It's really hard to take these two games and make wild adjustments. You have to use your priors. You have to use how the team looked last year, plus whatever changes were made. Like, and that, and I guess that's my main question: is there a, is there ever a case where it's like, you know, there, there's been so much turnover, or this team is just? I really do believe this isn't just two game variance, and this this offense is going to be this much better, or this defense is that much worse. Like uh, outside of outside of massive injuries once we get to San Francisco, maybe we'll talk about that, but do, do you ever just kind of kick the priors to the curb after only two games? Or are you still pretty stuck to them? It's team by team. Uh, in years past, I had a very specific algorithm that I was like, okay, I'm going to wait new information. Sure. Uh, you know, as we go into the season, I'm going to time decay my prior until it's worth nothing. Um, and I still stick to that in general. But on a team by team basis where we have meaningful, you know, meaningful injuries, um, I've kind of thrown it, thrown my prior, uh, you know, not entirely away, but I've completely revisited it. Um, and then, in, you know, with some teams where we just didn't really know what to expect, um, I'm up waiting the two weeks of data we have relative to some other teams. So uh, a good example would be probably um, Minnesota's defense. Right. Like I had a prior that agreed with the market, uh, you know, rel- you know, in general, like obviously I was I was high on Green Bay relative to Minnesota week one, high enough to play the money line. Um, I but and I was high, uh, you know, high on, um, uh, you know, the over last week against, you know, but on the basis of, you know, Indianapolis was going to be able to score because uh, Minnesota's defense was not going to be awesome. But even from those two performances, I've downgraded them. Uh, you know, relatively substantially. So there's there's some cases where we have seen um, definitive evidence to uh, to update more aggressively, uh, and then in others where I'm kind of sticking to a prior uh, 
Um, and maybe a good example would be like Houston's offense has looked poor, right? They have not played well. Um, but uh, I still am sticking to my preseason prior relatively, uh, you know, relatively closely on on the Houston offense. Is you know, so you know, it's 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 kind of a, a mixed bag. Philadelphia's offense similarly. Um, I'm not using their uh, two week sample to basically turn Philadelphia into a uh, uh, you know 30th best team in the league, um, even though there are definitely clear signs and problems and issues. Um, but it's a good question and it's something that matters a ton. And it, uh, it's, you know, it matters for almost every game this week because there's, I think, and I, th- I think it's something we can sprinkle in throughout the rest of the show because yeah, every, every one of these teams has played two games. Every one of these teams has played one home game, one away game. And I think, like you said, you, you answered it. And I think we're pretty close. I'm going to vary a little. And I think it's going to, where we're going to vary is what teams, because we'll have different opinions. But uh, very similar to what you said real quick. Yeah, it's team by team. Like, there are teams, it's like, you know, I have my prior. Minnesota defense is a good example, and we'll get to that. We have priors on that. But, again, they, they're major changes to a defense. We have injuries along with the changes, and we've seen a huge regression. You know, we can't go fully just throwing out last year, but there needs to be a major adjustment to, like, the Minnesota defense as far as a downgrade. So we'll get to those when we get to those, and we'll kind of touch on that as maybe a bit of a theme for today. But um, we talked a little off air about how we neglected Monday night. We spent so much of Sunday – Normally we'd touch on it on Sunday Pod, but Sunday Pod has kind of turned into openers. Yeah, all we five. Didn't, of we the didn't give it much day shine, day and day boy, day. we we can't forget. We can't be skipping Monday night this week. So no, no. let's talk about Monday it now. night. Let's, let's yeah, do it right now. now. Let's do it live. Um, I'll I'll tee I'll tee this up. Uh, this is the AFC title game we deserved last year. Yep. We talked about this as we handicapped the playoffs. Uh, we talked about it all down the home stretch. You know, what's the design going to be? What, you know, how do these teams stack up? Uh, you know, what do you think of this matchup? Um, and by and large, there were no major, meaningful, first order meaningful changes to coaching staff, scheme, or players, at least in terms of, you know, just player strength, um, a team strength. So here we go. We finally get this matchup. And I, you know, kind of to go back to your point about priors, I don't think you can really change much about your uh, Baltimore prior. If you had them rated as the best team in the NFL before the season started, uh, you you may be even more bullish on them now because they have exceeded expectations in EPA per play and uh, in pressure rate, uh, you know, know, past their past defense, uh, their current EPA per play from for defending dropbacks um, is three and a half standard deviations better than average over the entire sample of the last 20 years, which is uh, like uh, absurd and probably unsustainable for the whole season. Certainly going to be impacted this week as they go up against Pat Mahomes, who's capable of uh, slicing and dicing you down the field. And, um, and you know, it's, so I don't think you can realistically change your priors much on Baltimore. Um, they lost Marshall Yonda in the off season. They lose Earl Thomas. Uh, and they haven't sustained really any injuries. Uh, you can't really say much about their rush defense because they haven't shown us much, but they haven't had to. Um, you can't really say much about their rush offense. 
because uh, they haven't really needed to show us much. But when they have, it's been as dynamic as ever. Um, so I think Ravens pretty clearly, you know, in the conversation is the top team in the NFL and I've backed it up with their performances so far. Meanwhile, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, I think it's fair to adjust their priors a bit on defense. They haven't played, performed especially well defensively. No. Um, and, you know, they, they especially play. considering, you know, the I mean, last week, I don't want to. It seems like forever ago that we saw these these uh, Chiefs play against the Texans. Yeah. Doesn't it seem like a month ago yes. now? Yes. So excited for the opener. And, you know, he played very well, he being Deshaun Watson. But at the same time, it was a good performance in that they kept it in check. Like, they, he, he had a good performance without really ever threatening to win the game, if that makes any sense. I don't know. Probably everybody watched that game. And, you know, if you go look at the numbers, you know, Watson had a good game, but at the same time, the defense did enough, and obviously the offense did plenty to not really make it much of a game. And then I guess last week would be more concerning to me. And maybe that'll be my question to throw it back to you is, how do you feel about – and it goes both ways because he didn't have time to really prep for the game. But, you know, prepping for Tyrod and then having someone else come out there. Like the, the, do, you th- do you think that's even really a thing? Or is that narrative-y? And it, or is it is it offset enough by the, cha- the fact that the kid didn't have a preseason, didn't have a camp hardly, and really didn't know he was starting until we had the, the you know, the medical malpractice? Like, I, I don't know if that affected them. I know, you know, they've had trouble with the way – uh, San Diego slash LA plays their defense, and it has been a little tricky for Pat over the past couple games he's played him. But uh, I was a little concerned at how a kid cold off the street rookie looked against them at times. And honestly, the you know the the one big play really was him taking a, you know just feeling himself a little too much as I wrote on Twitter and throwing that interception when he clearly could have run for five yes. probably more yards gotten the first down sure. kept uh, I'm not going to say momentum because I don't believe in it but like keeping that drive going scoring on that drive and maybe we don't even see overtime sure. so that that was concerning if I am if I'm rating the Chiefs or if I'm looking you know forward casting on them yeah, my my general read, and I, I want to say it should be a wash, um, but I I'm I'm gonna lean toward an example examples from tennis and say um, not knowing anything about his tendencies, not knowing anything about his strengths and weaknesses, and being surprised that you're facing him as a defense is gonna hurt you. Um, and I so I, I don't I think the fact that he um, played well, uh, that he was competitive in that contest, and also the fact that the Chiefs defense, I mean they're on cruise control anyway. Like they're not a defense that is like, you know, we're going to come out here and smash you in the mouth and set the tone for this game because if we don't, we're going to lose. Like that defense has a very no, it's, lack. It's an attrition defense. That's <laughs> yeah. 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 Don't that don't give up. Like, you know, don't give yeah. up more than thirty and we'll yeah, win. Exa- yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. That defense is literally like, yeah, you know, I mean, we'll get our shit together in December, I guess. You know, so you know, I don't, I don't really. Uh, want to impugn the the Chiefs defense and say it's worse than we think because of that performance? That it's not a great defense. Like they have they have weaknesses. They have places you can make them hurt. Um, but I do think the fact that uh, they made uh, you know a completely green uh, rookie or look relatively capable is um, you know that 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 has more to do with just not having seen him ever before. And you, you know you see this. I, I wanted to say with tennis, like you see a guy who's never played. Uh, you know, a grand slam in his life. Guy like like uh, like Sinner, 
right? Like, like if you, he goes up against a vet, he's going to win set one almost every time because nobody really knows what his shots are. Like you haven't seen him before. You don't really you, know. You, what you, right? you don't know what his second serve you looks like. You're not you're sure. Right. You don't know what it looks like. You just have never seen it before. And so the unfamiliarity is going to hurt you the first time you see it. Uh, if the Chiefs played uh, the uh, the Chargers again in a couple weeks and it's Herbert, I would expect Herbert to have a much, much tougher, you know, much sketchier performance against them because they're going to have some tape on him. They're going to have, uh, you know, we already played this guy once. We know what he likes to do, what he can't do. We're going to have to contain him from, uh, you know, from some of the, you know, athleticism he used. And, and also, I would also say in that game specifically, I thought the Chargers, uh, after they got, you know, drove and, and scored that touchdown on the first drive, I felt like they kind of felt like they had a shot in the arm. Like, wait, we might have a better chance with this guy than we had with Taylor. Right. Like I felt like the team kind of lifted up a bit on you know, just on the basis of him being feisty. Um, and so, uh, you know, that was that was a weird game. I don't think it tells us much about uh, the Chiefs. I thought it told, told you more kind of about the, the state of the Chargers organization and, and for more reasons than just uh, Herbert. Uh, being the future of the franchise. <laughs> they got all kinds of problems. Um, so, no, I think um, going back to sort of the basic here, um, this is an entirely matchup-driven handicap, in my opinion. Um, and we, all, we do have a one-game sample to evaluate how these Kansas City Chiefs, led by Pat Mahomes, stack up against the Lamar Jackson Redmonds. And it was week three last year. And it was a fascinating game. It was. It was good. It was good. It was really good, and there was a lot of. Uh, there was split. It split the sharp community down the middle. Uh, I remember talking to people who were adamant that uh, that the Chiefs were the right side. I was heavy on the Ravens that day. It was a lucky cover by the Ravens in hindsight, um, and uh, you know, realistically, the problem was they didn't have the pass defense to truly limit Mahomes in that contest. And he scored on them early and often, put pressure on them. And, you know, it really became, uh, you know, can Lamar Jackson hang on for dear life here? Can he will this team back into competitive range? And it took a couple of late touchdowns in that fourth quarter to get the cover. I think it, you know, that was like a, it opened Chiefs minus six. I think I had the Ravens plus six. It closed maybe Ravens plus five and a half-ish. Um, and it was like they were covering for maybe three minutes of the whole game. It was very, very, very sketchy cover by the Ravens in that contest and kind of made, put, in the, put like a seed in the back of my head that like, yeah, these Ravens, like they have talent and they can shut down passing attacks, but th- maybe not this one. And to a degree, I'm almost coming into this one expecting the mo- you know, this being a big freaking deal, this being a primetime game against your, your, uh, your conference rival for the number one seed. Uh, I am leaning Mahomes being the guy I want to have, you know, in my pocket, especially if you're going to give me three and a half points. We're hearing lots, yeah. of, lots of momentum here. That's going to, this is me. This is, this is splitting. This is splitting some of the sharp opinions of the people we speak to as well. I'm pretty neutral. Like I said, off we talked a little off air, I said, I you know, you make the case for the Ravens. Well, no, if it's, <laughs> if it's like, if it's two and a half. Okay. Okay. If it if it had dropped and gone the other way, I'd have bet the Ravens at two and a half. Like okay. I make the number th- somewhere between three and three and a half. But if okay. if it keeps going <clears throat> right now, Pinnacles a very juicy three. You're seeing three and a half elsewhere, juicy threes. <clears throat> Some other books, excuse me, are 
hesitant to go to the three and a half, and they're just indexing their three, which is a pain in the ass for comparative reasons. But uh, I, if we see a bunch of Baltimore money and this ever got to like four, I'd probably think about it the other way because there's a titch of value on the other side. I think it's it's lined pretty well. If we want to talk priors, you know, obviously you talk about the loss of March Leonda to retirement. But other than that, they're really intact. Uh, the draft just kind of hashed out nice where they got Patrick Queen and Dobbins doesn't look bad. Uh, they traded for Campbell. Like I really, between what they came in with last year, how they played, you know, losing what one or two, one, maybe I don't know who else they love. Like Hayden Hurst is with the Falcons now. I don't know if there's yeah. really much else you can make for a case for losses. They added a couple nice pieces through the draft, plus Clayus Campbell. And I guess I didn't mention the, the safety who will not be named right now that had to be taken away from the team. But other than that, I, I can't make a case for a downgrade. And just looking at how they've played this year, there's obviously no chance I'm going to be downgrading them off those two games, albeit wasn't the, you know the world's greatest competition, especially in the one game there. It was just a bit of a beatdown, whereas the Chiefs played – uh, a team with a really good quarterback at home. They made him look bad, and then they played a, a team with a good defense. And that would be the only reason I could downgrade the Chiefs is how their defense looked against the rookie. Um, I think it looked a little rough. Maybe I don't know if there's – is there ever, like, home road splits for a defense? I guess a little bit. Maybe certain bad defensive scenarios. It's not like it's a West Coast team going East, but at the same time, it's if I was going to, if you said you have to downgrade one of these teams a little bit, it, it would be the Chiefs just based off how the defenses look. So my number is like Baltimore's a point and a half, two points better than Kansas City right now. And I have home field somewhere between one and a half and two. It's okay. depending on the team. So the number is perfect in my mind. Like I said, if this gets out of hand and all of a sudden, you know, Baltimore money in the market influentially comes in and I see like a four, or, you know, mercy me, a four and a half, uh, there's no chance I'm not going to take some Kansas City. And what, it's funny, we haven't even talked about the fact that we did bet this game on Sunday. Oh, yeah. We said that, we said that the number was going to be a little like the, this number's low. I have to go check what exactly we bet. I put it in the 52 the and a half at minus 52 one. and a half. Yeah, it's 53 and a half, 15 at uh, Pinnacle right now. So, ooh, I don't know if it. I don't know if it's going to go that much more. It's not even the highest total on the board. It's third highest right now. So, I know, uh, man. And I think wild, I, I'm going to try to talk. We we have we have two of the three highest, and I'm going to try to talk you into the third. <laughs> over as well um but we'll get so, there later yeah, 52 so, and a half minus yeah. 10 at bookmakers what i took so the case for that is so 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 straightforward uh Very. You, ha you have you know you have a weakness on each defense for the well, opposing stop, let me stop you quick run through the script what's the the perfect game script for hitting this over because i think you you'll say it uh I don't actually think there's even one script. I think it both ways. I know, but the, the perfect, the, the, the ideal game script. The ideal game script this is team getting the, Ravens, the Ravens come yeah. out and light the world on fire in the first exactly. half. They're up 21, you know, whatever, uh, you know, 21-7 at halftime or something, or at the end of the first quarter even. Uh, because <laughs> guess what? The, the, Chiefs, the Chiefs do not defend the run well on a good day, uh, and they're going up against the most dynamic rushing attack that we've seen in 10 years. 
Um, so this is this sets up well for the Ravens to sustain drives, score touchdowns, and puts you know Mahomes in a situation where he's going to have to answer. Um, he uh, the, the the things that the Ravens do well defensively, um, they don't have a ton of speed in the secondary. You need speed to counter Mahomes. They don't have they have a, they they ha- they rely on the blitz a lot to gain pressure and Mahomes is exceptionally mobile rolls out of the pocket like a champion and hits down downfield home runs um yep. they don't really have you know Marlon Humphreys amazing cornerback does not match up uh in terms of being able to cover the type Speed. of routes that Tyreek Hill runs um T- Travis Kelsey no matchup for him uh you know you're gonna put a young linebacker or a, an untested safety on Travis Kelsey he's gonna be able to pick up first downs um, you know, and realistically, we don't even know what each of these teams has in their back pockets in terms of game-specific ways to attack each other. Both of them have given us only glimpses. Yeah, that, we haven't seen have much of it. We haven't even seen yeah, much, especially, seen especially the Ravens. We haven't seen much because we haven't needed to. I would say, especially the Chiefs. We, you know, Mahomes' average depth of target is like what five yards, six yards. Uh, He's I'll, barely taking shots. Yeah, a little bit, you know, during the comeback. But, yeah, I mean, you're right. We haven't seen Mahomes going deep. We haven't seen much of the razzmatazz yet. So, very excited. Shit, we've been we've spent 15 minutes on this game now. It's worth it, though. I think I, it is worth it. So I just looked at the time like, Jesus, we got lost in this. And it's it's it might be the best game all year. Like, there, there's going to be some weird game that surprises us that's fun. But as far as, like, anticipation, for sure, this is the one I've been looking forward to on the schedule. And, yeah, maybe, maybe that – the fact that I have the over is starting to gnaw at me as far as not wanting to bet the Chiefs because, you know, like you said, both offenses can score. doesn't matter who gets behind at first. Right. Yeah. You know, the, the over is absolutely the play. I think yeah. it gets there. But at Either the same right. time, at the same time, I'd rather see the Ravens go up like twenty-one nothing because if if the Ravens are up twenty-one nothing and it's the third quarter, third quarter, yeah, this it could be the third quarter, and I'm like, yeah. well, yeah. we're getting there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. An early Ravens lead, this gets home comfortably. An early Chiefs lead, maybe it's a little bit dicier, but still gets home. And then a score for score, back and forth, a score and answer, uh, it gets home. You have two kickers who can kick 60-yard field goals, by by the way. There's no weather, by the way. Like, this is uh, this is a perfect setup for this one. So let's move to Sunday. Um, and uh, I, I think we covered that one well. I, I really do. I don't think there's, I don't think there's a side. What's your final prediction? on? Give me a final prediction on score before we move to Sunday. All right. 38-35. Okay. Ravens. Ravens. Okay. I like it. I like it. That's good. Vegas, New England. Vegas, baby. A little, uh, did you listen to Mr. Chernoff's podcast this morning? Uh, Yeah, I think I did. Um, The one, he, he breaks down the box score for New England, Vegas. It was eerie how closely he does stuff to kind of the – I mean, and it's it's good. It makes me feel good that somebody else is looking for the same kind of things. But, you know, he was he broke down. He does a short podcast in the morning. The opposite of us, we do a very long podcast. But uh, he breaks down the, the box score and he looks at, you know, the, the yards, the total yards, then yards per play. Then he starts looking at drives. Were there any dead, dead number drives? Like did they waste a bunch of yardage on this drive or that? What happened here? And he, you know, sees like, does the final score actually reflect what this game should have been, or did was a team fortuitous in winning this game? And it was, it was a bit of a, it was a bit of a 
kind of a dead end because it didn't seem like New Orleans outside of the penalties. And I, I think that was the biggest thing. Like, if New or- was New Orleans actually that sloppy because they're normally not, or were the refs calling a lot of penalties at terrible times? Because I think that hurt that hurt New Orleans more than anything. So, yeah. and that said, like, I think he came to the same conclusion. Vegas is is a squirrely team. They're better than we thought. Um, and I mean, they're fairly healthy. Incognito went on the IR, but he is going to return. It's not a ruptured. Achilles, it's just a bad Achilles injury. And, you know, they they have a really, really good running pack. And they have, uh, I, I want to say, I'm going to have to look at that. I put it in my bookmarks. Here's a good Twitter account to follow. If you just love nuggets like this, at PFREF. It's Pro Football Reference. It's a website we all look at. Uh, Darren Waller has 24 targets. Wow. Tied for the most by a tight end. Through the that's, that's tied for the record for the most for a tight end through the first two weeks of a season. That's a lot, and that I mean that speaks volumes. They love him; he's great. And now they have some receivers, so this could be this could be a fun offense. Definitely, definitely an over team because the defense has some holes. And uh, um, obviously, the maybe the game of the week from last week was New England Seattle, and it's like we saw Cam come out of a shell in real time because early on in the game, I wasn't feeling good about my takes. I was thinking like, <laughs> Oh man, I thought Cam would play better. Like my whole, my whole, my whole premise was they're going to let Cam eat a little here and then come later in this first half and into the second half. He looked great. And it's scary. If you were deciding to fade new England for the year, maybe in a long term with some bills money or an under regular season win total, because yeah. he looked very good. And that offense might be coming together. Your takes on Vegas, new England. Great game. Perfect line. Been a lot of fun. So per- fun. Per- perfect line though. Uh, this is, you know, six, six and a half. That's on the freaking nails in my opinion. Um, the, you know, Derek Carr, is still a Jekyll and Hyde quarterback. If you can generate pressure on him up the middle, he is going to stink. Um, and in the da- passing downs where the Saints were able to do that, he stunk. Uh, I have faith that at some point in this game, Bill Belichick will come up with the scheme needed to get his pass rushers uh, some looks inside uh, and put some pressure on on Derek Carr and uh, and upset the the flow of what is otherwise a really, really good passing offense. You know, when he has time, they have weapons. These guys are running good routes. They are awesome. Uh, although it, it, this is, and you know, and, and if um, you know, if, if Cam Newton looked shaky in the high high leverage moments where they were down in that game against the uh, uh, the Seahawks, I would probably be try- ready to make a case to go back to the well in the Raiders. The Raiders are still got getting respect, but but um, you know, he looked good. And he can come back if they're down to the Raiders. I'm no no question in my mind about that. Uh, Raiders' run defense is not particularly strong. Raiders' coverage has uh, lots of areas you can attack them. Um, and so this sets up well for uh, a tight contest that I think in the end coaching is going to matter and be the difference. Um, and uh, and also the situation and the spot is not great for the Raiders. They got a bunch of guys hurt. A bunch of guys mispracticed today. Short week for them. Flying across the country after the big home win. Uh, you know they're two and zero, drinking their own Kool Aid, reading their own press clippings a little bit. I'm not, uh, I'm not ready to get involved with a team like that against uh, you know Belichick and company coming off a loss. It's, uh, it's just, it's not a good spot. Um, and I think in the end, the Patriots win is probably by a touchdown. 
Um, and six, six and a half points feels uh, about exactly correct. I don't think there's a huge edge here, and I skipped this one. Yeah, I mean, I said, you know, incognito, the injuries better than they'd hope because when you see Achilles, you're like, oh, it's, you know, he's out for the year. That sucks. But so at the yeah, it's still it's still the IR. Like he's not playing this week, so that's not. I mean, you lose an important piece there. Jacob, yeah, Jacobs has got a hip. Waller. Yeah, and that's the thing. Hip. We're sitting here. Brian that's Edwards where I don't have a strong take. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. We're sitting. Yeah, we're sitting here on Wednesday night, and a bunch of these injuries. It's it's like, oh, it's you know a hip. Like he might not practice today. Well, it's Wednesday. You know, a lot of times that guy will play by the weekend, and he's just getting a little extra rest or treatment. So I don't. You know, the 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 whole. The whole injury thing right now is I don't have a clear enough picture to have a take, but I'd probably lean the same way with New England getting the offense together against that defense. New England to cover, New England team total over. Hmm. This total is only 46, so you're looking at maybe like a 26, 27. I think New England can get to 27. That wouldn't be a bad play. So that's my lean, but no play on this one. Okay. Yeah, no, we agree. Yeah, we're, we're on the same page there. Um, and really looking, you know, my, my outlook, uh, you know, as far as priors, um, upgrade their offense. They can pass. Yep. It's not one dimensional. You know, it's not, uh, they're, they're not, they're not, uh, down and out in a game where they're behind by two scores. Um, although I will say Seattle's defense, uh, and Seattle's coaching decisions, especially in that fourth quarter, uh, certainly didn't hurt. The Patriots. <laughs> that was some real questionable D and some real questionable decision making. So, I know it was it was like perfect for both of us because I got to be right, but you still won your bet. Oh, I know for sure. You, you bet the game. And I didn't. It came down to the last yeah, play. And, and, and it was fun. a great game. Like yeah. you know, all my all my takes were like, I think the coaching mismatch is going to come into play. I think Cam <laughs> can play better. And you're like, well, but I'm still going to bet it. See, and you got a good early number, and you won your bet. But and I still got to be right. And I mean, Russell Wilson. Money, so. Russell Wilson burned the best pass and, defense in the league alive. And, and, <laughs> that yeah, was and <clears throat> our Russell, yeah, Russell Wilson week one Ooh. takes her. Man. Fully coming to through. He's the favorite. He's the favorite. He's seven to one. You got some good a, numbers on that. A little bit, but I wish I'd uh, put the like. That was a tickle. Okay. Well, he's, at, he's on pace. I, took, I took the money, so I, I took the money that was refunded to me on my Jimmy G bet because it was at five dimes and I put it on Russell. So not nice. enough because that was a fifty to one bet. I didn't bet a lot on it. So That's okay. All That's right, okay. Rams Buffalo. Hey. He's on Russell Wilson on pace for 72 touchdowns. And when we get to that game, I think that pace could increase this week. Okay. Yeah. Let me see this one up. Uh, we got uh, another freaking great one. God, this one's good. Uh, Buffalo and the Rams, 2 0 versus 2 0. Um, Buffalo getting it done. Not the way we expected, though. Uh, you know, I expected this defense to be a top five defense in the league and it was going to keep him in games. And as long as, you know, as long as Josh Allen didn't, you know, pee his pants and, you know, overthrow his wide open wide receivers, they could probably win some games. But Josh Allen is playing well, uh, actually, <laughs> and the numbers will bear it out. He is uh, he's being given opportunities in the passing game that complement his strengths. He has passing weapons in John Brown and Stephon Diggs, notably, that are very good wide receivers. Great. Diggs is great, even. Uh, maybe top top 10 wide receiver in the league, probably, skills from a skill set standpoint. Um, and yeah, here we are. Crazy. 
Here we are. In the they had to give room. up to get him. I mean, he he yeah. was great last year. He's already got like God, I can't remember the stat on how many Ooh. passes over twenty yards he's caught already. He's he's great. He's a huge weapon. Yeah, he's great, and uh, he's really transformed. Uh, you know, he's really raised the ceiling really of what you can get out of Josh Allen. And um, I would say Buffalo overall is they don't they have a very poor rushing offense. Surprisingly, it's all it's only Josh Allen. Like only you, you know you're only getting positive. Uh, EPA uh, runs when Josh Allen is scrambling, uh, and but he's athletic. He's good at that. So it's you know, but but they they have nothing to speak of in terms of a, kind of a classical running game, um, and their defense hasn't been as good as I expected. Um, and you can repeat a lot of these same sort of thoughts with the Rams, uh, notably that their uh, you know passing game and their passing attack and the quarterback play from Jared Goff has exceeded expectations coming into the season substantially uh their continuity across the offensive line has afforded him time to um you know to play especially well in some tough contests beat up on uh, the cowboys beat up on the eagles uh, impressive win against the eagles i would say uh and this is a tough matchup they open at minus three it's been bet down to minus two and a half i think buffalo is the play yeah. You're ready? You, you make the case to, to heal i'm ready make I'm the case re- yeah heel turn this was the plan before the week i said <laughs> I kind of well, I wanted the games to go a little differently, but I, I guess I can't be surprised they went that way. And I bet the Rams last week, and I said it might be heel turn time. The Rams will hit the the top of their range. You yeah. hit the top of the range of their market, and they're going to be, you know, you're not going to get the number that you're going to need to bet the Rams traveling after they travel to the West Coast and back, which is less than ideal when you do a requested trip like this to do two to the East. Um, the, the biggest hesitation on this game, I guess would be the fact that they've played. Eh, it's the the Cowboys are in there, but the other three teams, like the Eagles defense looks like a wet paper bag. And then, <laughs> I mean, the, the bills have played the no Jets offense to wet paper bags. Yeah. yeah that, that's an insult. I apologize to the <laughs> paper bag industry. But, yeah, the Eagles' defense is embarrassing. And Wentz is not looking good. He's shaky as shit right now. And, you know, the Rams had a tight one, and they they did well against uh, the coaching debut of Mike McCarthy down for Dallas. But the the two teams that Buffalo has played have been kind of shitty. And at the same time, good teams beat shitty teams. They, They do. And the offense looked good. I think maybe it won't look as good against the Rams. But, yeah, it's probably enough. The Rams in a tough spot. West Coast game, West Coast team, early East Coast game, Buffalo. We might have some weather. I know that that doesn't always help a defense. But, yeah, the Buffalo defense, I don't even think they've shown their teeth yet. Like, we made a case for regression, but they're not going to be bad this year. This is You're you're not going to see Robert Woods and, uh, gosh, who's the other guy that was great last week. There's been, uh, Higby, there's been some, Tyler Higby, the tight end. Yeah, Higby. There's been some great performances. I, I think they have the coverage to handle those guys. So the defense, we haven't even talked about the defense yet this year. It's been, oh, Josh Allen's throwing touchdowns. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's it's Miami and Buffalo, or Miami and the Jets, but it's still, he still went and did it. He's an athlete. He's a, he might not ever be a great quarterback, but he's a great athlete, and he's good enough to beat teams like that. And I think he's probably good enough to get us a, a win here against the Rams. Uh, I waited. I waited on it. 
I talked, you know, just crazy talk right away on the pod. We're like, are we taking this plus three? I'm like, no, what? That's just me being in love with the Rams right now. Like, because I'm in the honeymoon phase of winning a bet. They rewarded you. Yeah. Two two weeks in a row, they reward you. Yeah. They reward us. And, no, I I think it is, I think it is time to turn on them at the height of their, the height of their market. In the cold light of morning. Buffalo minus nasty, two is the right call. <laughs> nasty travel spot. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to find the best two and a half I can. I think I can sell out to a two and a half at one of these books that has a two. And yeah, I think Buffalo's getting added to the card. Two and a half. You know, if the Rams, if the Rams are just a Super Bowl, if the Rams win this, like they're a legit Super Bowl contender in the NFC. Like you're talking Rams Seattle for the for the title game all of a sudden because I'm not I'm not sure we're thinking Green Bay is actually going to score 600 points this year. Uh, no. But if, if the Rams, this is such a tough spot for them. If they get it done, then God bless them. But yeah, two and a half is a little cheap. I'm going to look at my numbers. I haven't made a big adjustment on the Rams yet because I don't think that's prudent. Um, yeah. The Eagles might be really, really bad on defense, and I think this is a huge step up for tests for them. So, yep, two and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Put it on the card. 100% same with you. I, my Rams prior has not been adjusted much relative to the preseason. And I would, I, I obviously, I had Rams money line week one. I thought they were better than Dallas. I have, I, I agreed with your play when you got a great number on Rams against the Eagles week two. Um, and uh, my prior for this game before the season was Buffalo minus two and a half. Uh, and I have upgraded Buffalo's offense. Buffalo's passing offense is better than we thought it was. It is yeah. better. And well, I, I think uh, even yeah. before the season, you had to just say, you put you put Stefan Diggs on this. You have to upgrade it a little without even seeing it. Exactly. Yeah, I did, and I didn't enough. I was like, well, whatever. Put Diggs on this feed. He's still getting, so you overthrow the guy by five yards instead of ten. Whatever. You know, like I, I didn't. Uh, it didn't really wrap my head around uh, what it would do to the overall complexion of the defense because Brown has more space to operate, um, and it's just a more and Dable is is an incredible coordinator. And you know it's 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 a uh, it's a underrated coaching staff. I don't think it will be at the end of the year. There's yeah. a if if they win the AFC East, the, the McCarthy coach of the year might be dead because yeah yeah. And you know we we don't know why the Rams were first forced to go back to LA, whereas the Niners got permission to stay in West Virginia. I think right. it was pity. Like, hey, your whole team got hurt. Go wherever you want. Yeah, well, you do whatever you want. Go yeah. golf. Yeah, yeah, dude, we don't care. Yeah, yeah just stop complaining about the uh, the New York Turk, please, uh, publicly. Um, but no, the Rams were intending to stay on the East Coast for their Philly to Buffalo back, you know, back to back East Coast road trip. Uh, did not manifest. They had to travel across the country, and that sucks. Uh, especially this early in the season, especially given that there was no extended off season for prep, and uh, and that uh, you have a uh, yeah you have you have a lot of a lot of miles early in the season is not great for a team that especially a team this thin. And if there's one other differentiating factor that I like on this one, uh, besides the fact that uh, Trey White can erase the best receiver from the Rams, and yeah. uh, and the fact that. Um, uh, you don't have enough coverage. You only have one Jalen Ramsey to cover Brown and Diggs. That's a problem. And uh, we made a lot of jokes at the expense of the Rams' offensive line last year because they were nobodies who we'd never seen play, who didn't have experience, didn't have the goods. Um, and lo and behold, one of those guys who played well through two weeks is out. No note boom. There will be no note boom at left guard. Uh, for the Rams, which sets up a nice matchup for 
uh, young defensive tackle Ed Oliver to generate pressure, to get after Goff early and often. Uh, I think that is just enough to disrupt uh, the passing game for the Rams on top of the fact that their rushing attack has uh, a bunch of injuries as well. So Rams are in trouble in this one. Uh, Buffalo Bills get a comfortable win. Uh, and I laid the two and a half points. And uh, one of my favorite looks of the week, actually, in hindsight. So glad we got around to this. Yeah. You want, you want to tee up uh, one of the more difficult markets to assess this week? Yeah, Houston-Pittsburgh is – I probably won't spend a, time, a lot of time, you know, time on this one just because it is tricky. Uh, you know, where where are we in the Big Ben recovery? Like, is he is he ready to go? Is he still a little rusty? He's looked okay. The offense obviously looked better than last year. The defense has been great. Um, at home, hosting the best quarterback they'll have faced yet. Um, probably the best. Oh, yeah. I mean, the best offense, probably. Um, def- yeah, definitely. I mean, the answer to those questions are definitely. So the, the biggest test for Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. That's Pittsburgh. Funny. Pittsburgh. But yeah, I've been high on this team. I get the buyback. Like the Houston, the Houston money makes sense. The total sitting flat, 45. That makes sense. Like that's a good number. I make this like, yeah, four and a half, five. Like that's a good number. I I can see the case for taking a six on Houston early because Pittsburgh has looked a little shaky at times against some pretty low-level quarterbacks. Um then again, I don't know if they played down to him a little and the defense will pick it up here. It is a tough home game, early game. Again, it's not a West Coast team, but early game for Houston here up in the Northeast. Um, some of the matchups, I guess, I haven't been super impressed yet with Houston's pass rush, but Pittsburgh has some injuries there. They lost to offensive linemen. So I guess if you that's maybe that's your key. That's your key matchup is Houston pass rush finally having a big game, getting to Big Ben. If you can get him, get to him and get him down, I think that'll be what you need to do because I mean what else? What is Houston's game gonna be otherwise? You're not gonna you don't want to get in some sort of shootout where your defense plays badly and you're gonna rely on Watson to just keep scoring now that he's lost some offensive pieces. I guess if you're, I, I was about to say, if you're Bill O'Brien, what's the game plan here? But I, I don't know if that's the question. If, if you're you a Saint person, to run and you make yeah, David Johnson look like it wasn't as bad a trade as it has been. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the Bill <laughs> O'Brien plan. But like, I, I, you know, I, I guess just keeping Watson um, upright would be my plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been, been under pressure big time. Quick yeah. stuff, some rollouts. Um, using David Johnson in the passing game as a safety valve, using the tight ends, not letting him get hit a bunch by you know a defensive AFC defensive player of the week, TJ Watt amongst others. Debug Dupree is an animal. This uh, yeah, if you're Houston, you lose this game if you if he gets sacked a bunch because yeah. if he's constantly pressured and he's on his back, that's a drive killer. If he's pressured, he's going to throw interceptions. And that's how Pittsburgh wins this game. Pittsburgh's kind of winning ugly, but again, I, I'm not like super hopeful that you know Houston's gonna be the beneficiary of that. I, you know, it, it doesn't seem like a plus matchup for me with their offensive line, even though it has it's not the offensive line of years ago, but still it's a nasty defensive front to face on the road. 
I have no interest in taking the points at this point now that it's been bet down. But at the same time, Pittsburgh hasn't shown me enough where I'd lay the four. It's probably about right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I agree with all your takes there. That was well set up. The only thing I would add market-wise, look ahead last week, we were expecting to see Pittsburgh minus six. It opened minus six and it got bet down to minus three and a half in like the blink of an eye. Um, I don't know what happened in week two that would suggest that much enthusiasm to run to the window to back Houston. Um, and it's this was in concert with a late, um, heavy move on Denver against the Steelers. And so to, in the very back of my mind, I'm going to be watching a lot of the early pass reps for Ben. I'm a little concerned that maybe somebody knows something about his elbow injury status. Uh, and I'm very hopeful that he's healthy and he can give us a full season here. But uh, it is surprising to me that there was so much enthusiasm from the market to run and fade the Steelers this week. Um, and, you know, it wasn't for many other injury reasons. I mean, they had a bunch of skill position players mispractice today, Deontay Johnson and, uh, and Juju Smith-Schuster and, uh, and a bunch, you know, a couple guys got rest. It looked like it didn't look really like there was a bunch of really serious injuries here. So I'm not sure what happened to cause that big of a market reaction. Um, and I certainly don't think it's people reacting to Owen, the Owen two thing, right? It's not like people ran and got an early number on Houston because they think like they they're going to try especially hard because they can't go Owen three. Like that, that's not, there's it, like, right? there's like the trend. I mean, there is a trend that, that can't be what that can't be. What that's not the, the influential money is not betting, you know, a trend that you need to go back 30 years to have a sizable <laughs> sample when, you know, that they, there was no such thing as a two point conversion and, Oh man, yeah. I, I some of the samples you have to use to to get to that stuff is gross. So, no, I I don't know. I I guess we'll watch. I think that would be the only thing I can think of is people think Ben is a little more, a little less healthy than we'd hope he is. So I'm staying Real- away from yeah. that. Yeah, same. Realistically, this comes in this comes in close to the number. This feels like a one score win yep. for Pittsburgh. Um, and the buy point for Houston, if you have any enthusiasm that they're going to turn their season around, is not yet, in my opinion, at least. Oh, they get an easy one next week, maybe. So, all right, next one, you want to take me into the... Do you know what the look at is? Houston minus four hosting Minnesota next week? The look at for that is Houston minus four against Minnesota next week. Is that fair? No, that's Mm -hmm. probably fair. Um, Okay. The next game on the card... You got uh, San Francisco, New York. Um, a lot of injuries. Uh, we could fill up the next hour of the podcast going over all the injuries here. Yeah, I um, almost want to just yeah, do a quick take on this because yeah. there's no chance. There's no chance I'm betting this. Uh, my general, I did bet this. I bet the Giants, uh, and it was because the San Francisco 49ers, who are going to take the field in New York, is, are basically the 2018 San Francisco 49ers. Um, no Nick Bosa. Uh, n- no D Ford. Um, number, you know, the, the, the strength, what was your strength is now all of a sudden, uh, you know, is, is going to be replacement level players in your D line. Your secondary is already questionable. Um, and you may or may not have Jimmy Garoppolo. You may be on, you know, this may be Nick Mullins, uh, leading the charge and at, at best he's going to have 
uh, a limited George Kittle. I would be surprised if Kittle plays. I'm expecting he won't he, play. I don't think he does. Uh, and I, I don't still know why you. Happens. I don't know why you do put him out there, especially after what happened last week. So. Not on that turf. Yeah, and in general, because if we know about the turf, then guess what? Like the players know about it. It's going to be in all their heads. Like this is gonna. It's going to have a, an effect on how San Francisco plays this game. I'm. I'm pretty confident in that. Um, and you know they. So they are. They still are dealing with a cluster injury at wide receiver. Uh, San Francisco is going to have a very tough time, I think, doing it offensively in this one. Uh, no Mostert, no Coleman. Like this is the this is now the they traded Brita. Uh, this is now the McKinnon show. Um, and I don't know how many points is Jarek McKinnon getting you in this game? Is he getting you over twenty? I don't think so. Um, and meanwhile, Giants are now free of the uh, the chain that was Sack Barkley. Um, less likelihood that early downs are squandered at, with minus two yard uh, rushing attempts. Um, higher likelihood that Danny Dimes uh, gets to cook a little in this one. Uh, let it, let him, let him cook. Danny Dimes can pick apart this defense. They have a, they have, they have a deep wide receivers. I know Sterling Shepard's not going to be available in this one, but with the, with 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 Ingram available, with the with what they have, uh, kind of. Uh, you know, the youth movement there at wide receiver. I think the Giants can go score for score here. I think the Giants win. So I played them at plus four and a half. I like them at plus four, plus three and a half. We're getting a little, little close yeah. to where I think is fair value. Um, but uh, I think the Giants are alive to pull off the upset. Do you get the sense that they're, um, am I missing something here? Like, are, yeah. like, like this yeah, is, the- I think you're missing, you're giving, you're giving, uh, I, I, it's not like I'm. I have a formed opinion on Brady uh, or Judge. Excuse me, I'm said Brady. That's the offensive coordinator on Judge yet as a coach. But I don't think you change like you don't change your whole offensive game plan because sacks out. Like you, you still. It's not like you you drop a brand new scheme in one week. Like Deion Lewis is not. You know he's not garbage. He's been around. He's played. He's started. The Wayne sequ- Gallman has played. You're you know, you're still- changes, though, right? What's that? Your sequencing changes, though. Uh, I don't. I don't know that it does. Like you just, you maybe a few different plays, but it's not like it's not like this suddenly becomes the greatest show on turf, and they're they're throwing on every down because Sack Barkley got hurt. I think it's it's a similar team. It's just. But you know, I, but I don't think it's a huge downgrade at running back. Like I'm not factoring the Sack Barkley injury in really at all because I, I mean he he's kind of a home run threat. But I don't I don't love the way they've used him. So like running back's pretty neutral to me. Uh, obviously Shepard out sucks. Golden Tate was good at one point. I think he still can play. I like Ingram quite a bit. So they have a couple decent receivers. But I think this number is pretty fair. Like all the injuries, like the, it's it's built into the line. Like the line's probably pretty good. It's what still you... bad. It's it's still a bad team, and they're getting you know there, there are a ton of injuries, but they're getting Verrett back. Like and and like you said, it if you're on the if you're on the East Coast for the second straight week, everybody's hurt. Like the game plan. It feels similar to like the the Redskins game that we bring up all the time. Like you do want to just get this win and get out of town. So it, it does feel like they're going to, and especially with a backup quarterback, it is going to be a bunch of McKinnon. It's going to be a bunch of short stuff. It is going to be that way. But it's still, even with all the injuries and becoming the 2018 San Francisco 49ers, I think they're still better than the 2020 Giants 
down Shepard and, you know, I, you know, I, I guess jokingly say you can't downgrade for Sack Barkley. Like you still have to give it a little bit of a downgrade. I don't love the defense. Uh, they have a good punt returner. I'm trying to think of nice things to say about the Giants. I think the number's fair. Like, I, I'd have no interest in backing the Giants here. I could see them be like, oh, shit, like uh, the Niners have depth on this defense. Like, they, you know, it's not big-name stars, but they still have some decent depth. And if, if Ferret's back, I don't think the passing game is going to be as wide open as you hope for the Giants. Yeah, no interest in backing the Giants. But, again, if you're sitting there holding a Niners ticket with this many players out, you're going to feel kind of foolish, too, when they win, like, you know, seven to seven to six. So yeah, this yeah. is—I mean, there's way too much uncertainty, and I think I just to to get to any reasonable play in this game, I have to make really big leaps in my mind, and I don't want to be doing that. So, mm. no way. Okay. Well, uh, the 2018 San Francisco 49ers did play the Giants. <laughs> ironically, they didn't play the uh, 2020 Giants. They didn't play the 2020 Giants. They played Eli Manning's Giants, uh, and they lost 27. <laughs> Hall of Famer Eli Manning. at home, at home as three point favorites. They lost at home um, to Hall of Famer Eli Manning and company. Yeah, um, two time Super Bowl winner Eli Manning. Yeah, it's just it's just it's just, it's just too much too much injury on the uh, Odell Beckham was on that squad. Points. Yeah, that's true. Uh, he had a couple that's touchdowns. Arkansas rookie right? year. Yeah, no, I, I'm not looking at the box score. They had Eli, um, that's how long ago that was. It's Eli Apple's been on two different teams since then. <laughs> anyway, I play the Giants. I don't love them, but uh, I think they're frisky. I think they can get the win. Um, and I like how hard they're playing for Joe Judge. I like it, and I think the sequencing is going to be better without Barkley getting early, 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 uh, early down reps. Um, Tennessee, Minnesota. You want to tee this one up? Tennessee, Minnesota, I'm seeing some love for Tennessee, and I'm seeing some love for Minnesota. I'm seeing a couple really? people with some varying opinions on this. We played Tennessee as it moved down with some Minnesota money. We were surprised, and I took a cheap Tennessee minus two and a half. I'm fine with that position. Um, this is one of the teams where I've made a wild-ass downgrade to the defense, and I still have not made I've made a I made a downgrade to the offense for losing digs. Yeah. Preseason I made an offensive downgrade, and that offense has looked much worse than I had thought they would. And granted, again, very small sample size, but I think with the current roster, um maybe that's where we want to go with this. The whole should we downgrade a team midseason, like the the depth. Like Minnesota's depth in the secondary is nothing. It's it's there's there's no chance that like somebody's gonna step up and all of a sudden the secondary is gonna come together. They just don't have it. They can't cover people. Um, I'm not excited holding the Tennessee number now that Janu and you know I know Brown was hurt. I was hoping he plays this week. I guess I wasn't counting on it. It's just a bone bruise. So hopefully that's feeling good enough to play. That'd be nice. That'd be a bonus. But at the same time. <sighs> They haven't really, they haven't really even got Derrick Henry going yet. He doesn't even have a touchdown yet. I think he's got 200 yards, but that's just what Tractor Cito do. So, uh, on the quick turf up there, I think the Tennessee defense can play pretty well against a just something that's never been addressed in the last few years. The Minnesota offensive line is not very good. So that's you know, there's a bunch of matchups where Tennessee isn't like massively better, but they're better enough in enough of these 
positional group matchups where I didn't think a lot about this, and I took Tennessee minus two and a half. It's still available. It's uh, juicy at a few places. Pinnacle has minus 102 total. I guess I'm gun-shy after Minnesota's offense laid an egg last week, but the total has ticked up, and I think that's fair based on the defense and the fact that Minnesota's offense should be a little better than it was last week. And, uh, yeah, that's where I sit there. Yeah. they In fact, as bad as this defense has looked, they've lost uh, Mike Hughes and, and Barr. Yeah, I didn't, even, I didn't even mention Barr. Like the, <laughs> Hughes, the Hughes thing is whatever. Like, is, is, is there somebody going to come in that's going to be even worse than that? Maybe. But, yeah, the bar thing obviously doesn't help. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there was some surprising injury news for Tennessee today that, uh, that I didn't love. Um, but uh, I still believe that this is a dynamic offense from top to bottom. Um, everything they're doing except for field goal kicking is awesome in terms of scoring points uh, and going up against this Minnesota defense with uh, its inability to really generate much of a pass rush, with its inability to cover from the corner position, uh, sets up well for – um, whoever takes the field for Tennessee uh, to have success in the passing game. Uh, and I would even expect that this is, uh, you know, the Indianapolis last week uh, controlled the entirety of the game against Minnesota. They scored 28 points. It could have been 48 points. Um, and I think Tennessee uh, puts a little bit uh, more of a forward effort here in terms of uh, red zone efficiency, which we know that they are a more efficient team than Indianapolis from a red zone standpoint anyway. Um and uh, I think they get the the comfortable win. I don't, you know, I don't mind uh, uh, laying two and a half at all in this spot. Minnesota can give you their absolute A plus best effort. Kirk Cousins, you know, top game from uh, from the standpoint of a passer. But uh, with the weapons he's got, I'm not super scared that Tennessee can at least still outscore them. So I don't. I wouldn't expect. Also, that I wouldn't be surprised also if we don't see a bounce back to a degree from the Minnesota offense. Um, you, you almost have to. Like, I mean, I'm expecting. Can't be that bad, right? I, I get the total tip ticking up because, like, yeah, it, I agree. I completely agree. There, another one, another tweet, real quick before we get off this game. Uh, same, same uh, Twitter account as I mentioned before. Like, Kirk Cousins probably can't get worse than this. Where is this one? Kirk Cousins throwing an interception on 7.8 percent of his dropbacks. Jesus Christ. Worst, worst in the NFL. And he's taken a sack on 8.9%, fifth most. Jeez. Like that's, that, he can't get worse. So he, he should improve. I think this total probably goes over. I'd lean over, miss the number, but here we are. I'm, I'm looking forward to, um, uh, you know, he's, he's a guy that responds well to criticism, at least. You know, yeah. he's not going to lose his Tennessee's shit. a playoff, you know, he's the gonna... joke about narrative and um, can't <laughs> yeah. beat a playoff team. Tennessee's probably a playoff team, so another loss. Yeah. Hopefully hopefully it's by three or more. Uh, and hopefully there's not a new gif of him screaming, you like that, you like that, after he comes comes from behind to beat Tennessee and, and squash my ticket. I'll be bummed. Um, since you Philly, you got any thoughts on this one? I don't really. Is that our next one? Oh, I don't know. Did I skip one? Absolutely it. Oh, my bad. Uh, Washington football team. That's the Cleveland. You took this early. It was a good look because um, – and I guess we won't get too in-depth into this because the number crossed the key number here, and I don't know if I'd play it at seven. Maybe you can say if you would, but you took it – I don't even know if you took a chance. Like, you took a chance on injuries because you did your research, and you said Cleveland had a bunch of injuries – 
but they're all trending in the right direction. And I think a bunch of these guys get back and Cleveland gets a bunch of players back. And it looks like you were right. And they're going to get a bunch of players back. I like Cleveland here as well. I didn't get the number. I'm thinking about some Cleveland first half because Washington has been slow starting. Come along in the second half. So it like sell this out to a four first half. I might play that. I'm going to shop around a little, but uh, I mean, if you want to talk about your Cleveland number quick. Yeah, I took six and a half on the opener. I thought it was uh, going one way. Uh, I, we saw it get to seven and a half before there was some buyback. So I would be surprised if this moves off of seven at this point. Uh, Washington's offense is problematic. They really don't have it together at all. We are clearly seeing Dwayne Haskins is the 32nd best starting quarterback in the league. Uh, market thought that coming into the season, and he is proving it. Um, it's the, the only bright spot really across the whole offense is – uh, Terry McLaurin, and uh, on top of all of these problems, the uh, only good offensive lineman, uh, Shreff, Brandon, Brandon Shreff, Scherf, whatever, how you Scherf. Scherf. Scherf, Scherf. Uh, he's the only, con- you know, only, only plus uh, better than replacement player across that offensive line, and he is uh, going to be out for the next three to five weeks. Sets up well for yeah. Myers. My no good news for Washington outside of the rookie. Nope. Uh, I also liked in general the way that Cleveland kind of rediscovered how they can utilize Baker Mayfield. I say rediscovered, you know, I think Stefanski got a taste of where Baker's most effective in that Cincinnati game. I think they can lean into that more. Uh, And uh, pass defense is still an issue for Washington whenever they don't get uh, heavy duty pressure. So if the Cleveland offensive line does their job Sunday, Cleveland wins this by multiple scores. I don't mind laying minus seven. Uh, I would not lay a minus seven and a half, um, but I'm certainly happy having six and a half in this one. And I don't think I'm going to uh, buy out of it, even if we see seven and a half. Oh, sounds good. I'll get to the, uh, what did the one you jumped the gun on? Philly. Philly. Uh, Yeah, we talked about Philly a little bit. It's not going well. historically, Historically bad defense right now. Um, obviously, I don't think it'll finish as the like 35th best defense in the league. That's a joke. I know there's not that many teams. But <laughs> it's it's rough. It is rough right now. They looked, you know, it looked like not good. It looked like oh, the the season and the season started so good for fans. Like, all right, we'll beat the shit out of a bad team. I right, we're just get, let's get this win, move on. We got the Rams coming up, and then all of a sudden, 27 unanswered to a team that we just shit all over. Like, that's not a team that should be scoring points on you. That's bad. They gave up 27. They gave up 37 last week to uh, a team we're fading, but a team we're bad. And we liked, you know, it's a good, it was a good offense. And yeah. Probably sh- it was a plus matchup for them because they can't cover all the receivers. And they made them pay. And uh, not only that, but Wentz, like we talked about earlier, made a mistake, threw a bad pick, and that kind of, just threw all the cold water on the comeback attempt. So this has been ugly. And I kind of I kind of have an angle here where I think since he's squirrely enough, where I'm not excited about backing them, but the total total is gonna be like 19 and a half. I'm gonna look into a few of the matchups, but I think since he can throw the ball on this team. And I don't believe that Philly can run this clock out, even if they get a good lead. I think since he, 
it might not even be in garbage time. I think since he can put up 20, 21 points. And if it's a 19 and a half, I have to think about this uh, team total over just to ride, ride this defense while they're still going to give me a light number on a bad team. It's not a big travel spot. Since he to Philly isn't too bad. And uh, we got extra rest too. And the, yeah, extra rest coming off the Thursday night game. I I don't hate that, but that, that's about the only attackable angle. I'm not sure I'm fully prepared to back this team as a whole and take the five and a half, four and a half, whatever. So that's still it's not it's so far there's been cincinnati money that's come in um so you're not going to probably get a 19 and a half i think it's going to be 20 20 and, a half. and if it's 20 it's 20 i don't know if i'd like the 20 and a half i'd, I'd pay like 20 cents to get the 20 the flat 20 i should see what we have right now I like that online but uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you have anything on that one at all no i agree with you i think that's the that's the right way to attack this one i i don't have any opinion on this uh from the standpoint yeah. of trying yeah that, that's like a lukewarm like i'm not i'm not running to i have to hammer that one and get it in but if i had to bet that game that's how i would attack it yeah yeah, I mean Joe Burrow. It's gonna it's gonna look familiar for Philly fans. Joe Burrow is doing a fantastic young Carson Wentz impression. I mean that the similarities in their games are uh, notably, uh, you know, at least the old Carson Wentz, not the uh, not the battered version we're watching in twenty twenty here. Um, yeah, Philadelphia. Where does the season go for them if they lose this one? Oh my God! If they actually lost, I'd be pissed if it was like seventeen ten. Cincy. <laughs> I don't think that's coming through. I don't think no, I don't no. I don't think Cincy will give up some points scoring on these guys. Yeah. No, Although Jalen so. Rieger on IR too. So who is that's exactly that's who's who's catching passing besides tight ends in this one? It's all tight ends. Yikes, like man. you know who else, who's not catching or who is catching besides tight ends? Running backs. Running backs. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm probably gonna stay away from that one. And uh, I just I, I don't have a solid read on what Philadelphia is as a team right now. Um Chicago, Atlanta. Uh, this guy, a lot of people thought you could get a nice price on Atlanta. They're better than they looked collapsing against the um, Dallas Cowboys. Um, I don't disagree with that. Uh, the At minus three, I was interested. Minus three and a half, I'm losing interest. It got up to minus four before there was buyback on Chicago. Um, they, the angle here from a betting standpoint, why back Atlanta, uh, Atlanta's defense is not as bad as they looked. I'm going to, I think that oh, is pretty, look at the offenses that, they yeah, played. They just, they just played Dallas and they played Seattle. Those are two of the best offenses in the NFL. The fact that they gave up all those points shouldn't really shock us. We missed that when we talked Houston. Yeah, yeah, like, same. Like that's yeah. the case for Houston. They've played the two fucking two best, best teams, teams in the world. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. That's, and you know, there's a lot to be desired in the Dallas and Seattle defenses, but you could make an argument that Atlanta has played two top five offenses, and their defense is probably a little underrated. Like, that's that's a tough task, and their offense looked great. So, I guess that's the case. And Bears are probably the worst two and team we've seen in a while. Yeah. Like they, they're not terrible, but you know they're they're they shouldn't be talked with. They should have lost to Detroit. If it wasn't for a fluke uh, cluster injury to the Detroit cornerbacks, they lose that by two scores. Uh, and uh, the beating the Giants and holding on for dear life to beat the Giants was yeah. The Giants got a little squirrely at the end there too. Um, so yeah. So Chicago's Chicago's due for some regression, uh, and it presumably happens in this game. I. 
best, it'll gonna... be the best defense that Atlanta faces so so far. That's true. Those but... two defenses are bad. So th- this total feels probably just right because I think Atlanta will still get theirs on offense. But yeah, if you find a cheap three, I don't hate it. Three minus fifteen, probably playable. Yeah. I'm staying off it for now. Just uh yeah, because really so the, the angle is the angle is uh, Atlanta could score. And yeah. go put scoring pressure on Mitch Trubisky and see how he does. Like he's he is not uh you know his his statistics unlike Josh Allen, who I think you have to acknowledge is playing well, I don't think you have to say that for Tr- Mitch Trubisky. Um the two wins generally in spite of him. Um other than you know the other than the couple of nice throws to his right. Uh, late in that Detroit game, um, he has not graded out well uh, overall. So Atlanta's the right side here. If you can get a cheap three, I'm fine with that. I'm going to stay away from this one. Um, do you think um, it is, I guess it's probably not the right week to talk about this or even bet this, but uh, Falcons to win the NFC South interest you at all 12 to 1. They're only one game back. Saints, Drew Brees has got a dead arm. Bucks, Tom Brady, not Tampa really. has some issues. Yeah. yeah, it's it's not crazy. They Let's look at those schedules. Let's do a little digging. We'll probably we'll come up with something yeah. by the by the weekend, and maybe we'll tweet something out because that's twelve that's to one. Twelve to one is a big number considering we played two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> and they're and yeah, it's a one and one team. They're one, they're one game back, and they are going to probably win against Chicago. Um, the problem is, New Orleans, oh no, they're they're an one team. Excuse me, I almost gave them. I tried two, to give them a win. But they're they're zero and two. But New yeah, New Orleans and Tampa are one and one. Um, the, the question is, yeah, Tampa and New Orleans probably get wins this week, so you, it's not likely going to change the fabric much unless Atlanta just goes scorched earth on Chicago, wins like forty to three, and then maybe some people are like, "Ooh, they're squirrely." I'm going to grab that twelve to one now and bet it down to eight to one or something. So. Yeah, you turds. <laughs> oh. Jets Colts. No thanks. Pass a Rooney. <laughs> hard pass. Yeah, it's, I mean the the number. It's hard to say how sharp a number is when it gets past ten. Like the 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 distribution like get bigger there. It's really tough to grade. Like, is there a big difference between 10, 12, 13 even? You know, until you between ten and a half and fourteen, there's not a big difference for me. So I I don't care where this goes. I don't think I'm running to grab the Jets. The the Colts offense is better than we saw last weekend. They should see some better red zone efficiency. The Jets are a mess. You know, they, they're getting some garbage touchdowns and ruining unders. Ooh, my but they, they have they have a bunch of injuries. They have a terrible coach, and they had a bad roster to start. No interest in taking the points here, but it's a lot to lay with the team with you know some still some question marks getting Phillip, you know, worked into this offense. So yeah, super hard pass for me. Yep, super hard pass for me as well. Colts, comfortable win. Find in survivor pools. I know 50 or something percent of survivor pools are probably going to have players pick the Colts this week, but um, the Jets. I mean, yeah, it's, it's the, the big Jets number on the board. The, the next biggest number is Browns. What? The, the Cleveland? Browns, I think, yeah. Yeah. Um, so. and, oh, man, just P freaking you, Jets. The performances so far. Oh, my God. You really, it's. It's very, very tough to take anything positive away from what we've seen the New York Jets put on film so far this season. Oh, my God. Um, still dealing with a bunch of injuries, too. They're skill position players. So, uh, good luck, Jets fans. Carolina 
Chargers. L.A. Chargers uh, have some very strange happenings with their medical staff, per usual. Um, turns out Gerard Taylor uh, was scratched from week two because they injected his lungs with pain medicine. That's generally not how you practice medicine, um, but the fact that this happened- Everybody the- makes mistakes at work, Drew. If I, if Things I happen. <laughs> if, if I told you in uh, in our preseason previews that in week two there's going to be a team that accidentally injects their quarterback's lungs with pain medicine, uh, would the Chargers have been like minus two hundred or minus three hundred to be that team? Yeah, so, it'd have been them, and then like Jets plus one fifty, and yeah. then everybody, and then Field. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, the trickle down effect of all this is Herbert's going to start, and. Honestly, uh, I, I'll be totally frank with you. I played Carolina earlier this week at plus seven and a half because I thought, holy crap, Lynn is going to go back to Taylor here. He's going to lose this team. It's pretty clear that they have a better, more of a fighting chance with Herbert this season than with Taylor. The team is going to, you know, is going to turn on him, especially after he punted on fourth and one and gave that game <laughs> to the Chiefs. Yeah. You, might, you might as well just say, you know, hand them the ball during the play. Yes, let them yeah. score. That's yeah. what you're doing here. Yes, exactly. The odds um, of them not even not getting into Butker's um, <laughs> range were pretty low. Pretty low. So, um, yeah, sad, sad state of affairs with the coaching decisions there. Uh, and I thought uh, Carolina's feisty. Uh, they're sure they're not going to. They're going to be without CMC in this one. But Teddy Bridgewater's shown us some some flashes of decent passing offense here. Uh, uh, they can go score for score with the Chargers team led by Terod Taylor. Uh, less ex- less enthusiastic going against a, a Chargers team led by Justin Herbert, even though, like, isn't it kind of insane that a rookie quarterback making, uh, you know, a second start is laying almost seven points? That's, that's where I, like, off the bat, yes. I would be like, that's a lot for a rookie at home, no fans. They don't have any fans anyway. That's a ton. I respect your balls for taking that. (laughs) But at the same time, uh, I guess the the argument for the Chargers winning and winning big would not be the rookie quarterback. It would be that pass rush against a bad O-line who now loses their greatest weapon. Not only in the running game, but he's a threat in the passing game. He was a thousand-yard rusher, thousand-yard receiver last year. That is true. Thousand-yard everything. Like he's he's all world, um, and and that's you know that's keeping me off the game too. Like, what do you who do you want to back? The, the team who just lost have, the best player in the I league. I have uh, CMC unders. I forgot about that. Yeah. You well, yeah. Too, right? the, yeah. The long tail of long, him getting hurt by getting used too much. Yeah. Like we talked about that in the preseason pod. Yes. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like pick your poison. You want the, you want the team with the check down quarterback that just lost his greatest offensive weapon, or do you want the team with the the rookie quarterback who now has tape on him and they get to pre- finally prep for him? And at that point, possibly Tyrod Taylor coming in with God knows what kind of lung injury or chest injury that we were blindsided by so yeah i i i was not excited to get involved in this at all no i quickly quickly said and i get i get your move because i think the money was going to come in yeah but 
I, I mean, it was a, it was a, this was a gut reaction. You put, in fact, you posted the tweet about the, you know, the Lynn quote, and I was like, he's gonna lose the team, and I fired as soon as I saw that. I was like, this is bad, 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 bad. Um, I almost want to buy out of it now that it's at six and a half or six. It's, it's uh, interestingly, uh, Circa is leading the way. They had uh, LA Chargers at five and a half for most of the day today, which is first time I've seen Circa kind of lead the charge on. Uh, uh, on a uh, on a sharp side, um, should I take Chargers minus five and a half and just hope this lands six or seven? Honestly, I kind of love that because it's that's a man. If you if you can get six and seven, six and seven, right? Basically, you're you're betting will it land on six or seven twenty to one? Yeah, right. that's not the word. Like, especially if you're not feeling great about that Carolina position. I don't feel great about it. This, especially, you know, I don't know what to expect out of out of, out of Herbert. I really don't. I, he's got a long way to go, I, and I don't think he should be laying almost a touchdown. But I don't mind having six and seven in my pocket. I kind of want out of this. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> okay. and I, I, ju- I just think the Carolina offense will have so much trouble that he doesn't need to do that much to cover this. Sure. Sure. But again, you want to really go backing him. That's that's not a great uh, it's not a great long term success either. I don't think. We agree. Okay. Well, I'm going to buy out then. I'm not going to put this on my card. Uh, I'm going to hope for a six and seven, one and twenty shot. Sounds fair to me. Um, let's move down the card and talk about an interesting one, which is Arizona at two and zero. Good. They. Absolutely took care of business against the Washington football team last week. Uh, good, de- They went up against a good defense, and Kyler Murray shredded them. Two defenses in a row. They've gone up against two of the defense that I expected to be clearly in the top ten when the season started, and Kyler Murray is taking care of business. He's the real deal. We knew he was the T- real T- deal. T- but T- there's, been no, there's been no growing pains even. And uh, the Hopkins chemistry is there already. Credit to Hopkins. He's an awesome player. Um, the... Defense hasn't been as bad as we postulated in the offseason for Arizona. Um, and on the flip side, Detroit, everybody's uh, darlings to steal the NFC North, except for us. We knew better. <laughs> Everyone's darlings, the Detroit Lions, 0-2. Uh, very, very sad situation going on with their cornerback position uh, in terms of healthy players, healthy bodies. Um, but looks like we're going to get Galladay back in this one. Uh, we laid in wait like a snake in the grass for this over for five weeks. <laughs> we talked about this in July. Five weeks. We were so, so even more than that. Anyway, I was like, cannot wait to see what they hang that number in. I can't. I hope it's in the you know high forties, low fifties. It opened at fifty. Uh, pounced on that over. It has since steamed up to fifty-five and a half. Am I reading the board right? Yeah, you are. At 56 we'll pat on the back. It's 56 at Circa. Uh, okay. So six point middle. Uh, how's that sound? I dig it. I'm probably not taking it. I'm just going to ride it. Okay. All right. Well, uh, we'll just ride, ride that right out this over 50 minus 110. Hopefully, everyone who enjoyed the Sunday scope is on this one with us. And you, you this is probably going to be the most CLV we'll see all season unless there's like a quarterback injury or something. I can't imagine. Um, Let's talk about the sides, though. Arizona, on the wave of kind of their early season success, 
Bet out from minus three and a half to minus six. It's a big move. Is there, is that warranted? Is Detroit live, in your opinion? The offense should get better, but man, the defense is in a bad way right now. They have good pieces. Um, Galladay, I, I think, wait on that. Galladay I, might he's play. play. He's going to play. He's going to play. That, like, I'm I, telling I, you, think, I'm telling you I, I think he's going to play. But I'm just so gun shy about some of these injuries. There's so many. Honestly, keeping track of these has become a nightmare <laughs> because there's so many. Like, I'm like, am I mixing him up with, uh, you know, the the other receiver from the other place? There's there's a lot of hurt receivers right now. But if Galladay plays. The defense should look okay. I think the Arizona defense has looked better than we thought. But again, I can't give him an upgrade quite yet. I got to see it a little more. I got to go off my priors here. Uh, uh, that's um, that's a big part of why we played this over. I don't think this defense is as good as we've as it's shown. I think it's a little overrated right now. And yeah, the offense is fun. The offense is fun right now. Galladay and Marvin. You've got everything going on down in Arizona with Nuke and everything. Uh, they have one injury. I want to say Christian Kirk sat out today. I don't know if that's a huge. Uh, you're not going to see the the totals not dropping back to 53. But uh, you know, if if most mostly healthy, I think this total is super sexy. If five dimes is still around, maybe some all overs. I'd love to see like a seventy-five point game. Obviously, because we bet it. But uh, Detroit super live to win this. I think to get back on track. Detroit. What was the preseason line again? Uh, oh, preseason line was like a pick 'em. I'll, I'll tell you. But look ahead. Last week we thought it was going to be three and a half. Yeah. Yeah, the, the number's a bit big. Like, if I had to bet a side, it would be Detroit. Preseason, we expected this to be minus four. So, actually, not not too huge of a job. Not, not massive, but yeah. Detroit, uh, maybe a little, getting a little bit too much hate from an 0-2 start. Nasty collapsed against uh, a Bears team and then just looking kind of dead against a team that had the weapons and the quarterback just to absolutely take advantage of that bad secondary going to be the case again. It's going to be a shootout. So, uh, you know, I'm not saying like, Oh, go take the money line. Cause I think they win. I think the six is valuable because Detroit will be absolutely live to get a backdoor in this. If they're trailing by like 10. Yeah. They're going to be able to answer. That's why this was an yeah. over spot because they can answer. They're not going to be able to stop Arizona, but they're going to be able to answer, uh, which gets both of these teams into the twenties comfortably. I like it, man. Yeah, love, I love. Hate, that I don't finally got CLV on something. Well, it, it's been such a letdown because you're right. We've been talking about this one for a month and a half, and I'm glad it finally showed up. I'm glad the NFL showed up. There was a yeah, been sad right. to talk about this game, and then we didn't even get a season. So here we are. It's at 55 points, points, points. Let's go points. And I wouldn't mind seeing. Uh, Detroit kind of gets squirrely in this game, I guess. Because did you see who we got next week for uh, Arizona? Uh, ooh, who is it? I'm gonna let you look. Uh, ooh, Carolina, so they Arizona. go to Carolina. Oh, wow. Whoa! <laughs> and Whoa. it's kind of a Minus it's a similar now. number to what you're getting with the Chargers, huh? And that's where I, th- I wonder if <clears throat> if they look bad if they lose. Do you see like a, a four? Maybe Chargers don't look good. So I'm actually I'm kind of cheering for Carolina to play well and Arizona to bottle it here because I think Arizona versus another bad defense coming off a bad game, that might be a spot where I back them uh, getting a bad number on the road. 
Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's maybe maybe not the greatest angle, but uh, it's that's interesting. No, that's it's interesting. it's a nice. I think it's a good matchup for Arizona because oh, sure again, oh Carolina's God. offense being dinged up. That that would be the worry. Like CMC rich, uh, rips them up, but so. Mm. Well, that's interesting. I like that look ahead a lot. Um, okay, well, let's go to Detroit. I, I mean, I saw the move come on Detroit today. Went from six to five and a half uh, in a yeah. pretty swift, swift move. And I agreed. I was like, yeah, that shouldn't shouldn't be six. It should be uh, that should be inside six. And uh, I'm glad somebody made that play. Um, let's keep cruising down the card here. Talk about Tampa, Denver. Again, uh, you know, this is a tricky gray area because I got under 44 and a half, which is on the right side of the key number of 44, and it's pretty much trending to 43 across the board. Um, tough for me to advocate under 43. Uh, I'm not going to say that this is now an overplay by any stretch of the imagination, but clearly the best in the number is gone, uh, so probably a stay away. Um, what... Uh, my original thinking on terms of why this was an underlook, and I can't remember if you came with me or if you were like, no, I don't have the stomach for unders this week, but you'll, you can fill me in in a second. Um, Tampa, I mean, Tampa, damn, Tampa's defense is damn good. I, I mean, I have all the respect in the world for Todd Bowles. He is coordinating a hell of a unit. They have an unbelievable run-stopping unit, especially. Uh, their cornerbacks are all you know maturing in real time. It's fun to watch. Um, and their offense still has a ton of growing pains, uh, injuries to dealing with, figuring out chemistry between all of the mouths to feed there, uh, and a running attack that still stinks. Um, so I look at this Tampa unit, and I think going to altitude, they're going to be kind of limited because Denver's defense has been better than anticipated. Uh, their coverage has been solid. Uh, their run stopping is, is good. Uh, Gerald Casey can get interior pressure, which can mess with tent with Tampa Bay. Uh, Tom Brady is not ever good when he's under interior pressure. Um, and Denver has lost Drew Locke and will be starting uh, Jeff Driscoll, who I don't have a high rating on at all. Um, he would be the worst quarterback. See the worst quarterback starting this week by your numbers? He's the worst by my numbers, a little worse than Haskins. He's averaging over 10, 10 air yards per pass attempt. Well, that's good, I guess. Um, but but I want you to let's contextualize that. Four yeah. quarterbacks are averaging over ten air yards per pass attempt. If you could name one more, I'll give you a dollar. Uh, Tarod Taylor. Uh, ah, it, yeah. I remember him having a super weird high number oh, week one against yeah. the, the That's the one I think. The, the other, you know what the other one? Kirk Cousins. Oh wow. Okay. So it's comeback mode. It's comeback mode. Yeah, yeah the, and the fourth is Drew Locke. Oh, okay. Interesting. <laughs> so, like, yeah, it's it's teams that are d- down comeback. big that have to turn into comeback mode. So he, it's it's weird. He has like a weird stat line because of where the game headed immediately. So I, I'm not high on Driscoll, but he he didn't look terrible at times. I think it, the the game script is going to be a little different here. Yeah, where which is, and again, I don't, I don't think it's ever going to be down like it's not going to be twenty-one nothing like that, and they're they're bombing it. So, no I, I'm I'm not against you here. Fangio is on record saying he's going to adjust the offensive scheme for um, for Denver to suit Driscoll's strengths, which to me means they're going to run more um, and not pass as much because that plays into Driscoll's strength, which is handing the ball off, I guess. Um, and Tampa can stop the run so effectively. I think that's going to be a futile effort. Denver, I think their ceiling for points in this one is like 17. Uh, I can see Tampa getting to 24 uh, if things click, if they convert red zone chances. 
either way, we're talking about a 40, 41 point game. So under 44 and a half was an auto fire. Um, and it's at 43. I don't think this takes much more steam. I think 43 is the right landing spot for this one. Would you agree with that? Yeah, it doesn't look like it's going any further. You have any interest in Tampa at minus six? No. The better plays on the card? Yeah. Um, you know, we, we went back and forth. I, sometimes I do this even when I don't want the other side. I'll just try to throw cold water on you to make you defend a play. You do it to me too. Yeah, but like sure. we talked about Tom Brady and Denver, and I brought up some of these. Some of these games are forever ago, but at the same yeah, time, yeah, yeah. like like it is a thing. It's a tough place to play, especially like, in especially in September up in Denver. It's it's not an easy place to go. It's a tough travel spot. Yeah, the, it's the under nothing. It's just unders are so hard to play right now, man. <laughs> they are. <laughs> it's just really tough for me. And uh, you know, Denver Denver lost some key defensive players. It's still not a bad defense. There's two Chubb above awesome. aver- two yeah. above average defenses, and Tampa's offense hasn't. I don't know. It hasn't wowed me yet. They have a lot. They have a long way to go to click and get to their final form for sure. Yeah, the, there'll be a game where it's like the the we talked about the Cam game, and we're gonna get to Seattle next. But like there'll be a game where like they they get it together and they score forty five and like all right here we go and then they'll probably lose the next game but because that's <laughs> but like there will be that game we just haven't seen it yet so I can hopefully tell you you're not against when it probably going to be week seven at the Raiders and if it's not week seven at the Raiders it's going to be week eight at the Giants <laughs> one of those two um, okay. Good deal. Let's uh, let's touch on the. Uh, I didn't play this one, but boy, 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 do I wonder why this overstopped at only fifty five and a half. Do you want to bet all the overs in the fifties just to parlay them? Fuck it. I, I mean, what's the case for the under? Is there a so Green Bay? You know, two and zero look good. But uh, no, no, no. We're we're on uh, we're in Dallas. Oh, Dallas, Seattle, Dallas, yeah, Seattle. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong fifty. All right, Dallas, Seattle, <laughs> Dallas, Seattle. Two and zero looked good. Oh no, same thing. I mean, Green Bay and Dallas are the same team. One has a better quarterback. Like the 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 defense for Seattle is not what I'd hoped it would be when I bet them week one on an under and they scored seventy points. That was rough. Uh, and the offense is absolutely clicking right now they just torched a great pass defense one of the best pass defenses in the league last year the best pass defender in the league last year did he win player of the year dpoy dpoy put him on have you seen this defender posterized him they they absolutely did what they wanted on offense for big parts of the game and dallas was supposed to be better than that and we saw a glimpse of it in the second half during their comeback. Yeah, you could make this total 60 and people would probably bet the over. <laughs> you know, the, you couldn't. Sharp money would probably come in and take that back down. Yeah, and like 56, it, it probably should be 57, 58. I'm not – it's a lot of points. Like at that point, you do, you do need eight-plus touchdowns, which is tough if you get some bad red zone luck. That's only yeah. four per team. That's only four per team. Dak and Russell Wilson could each have four passing touchdowns in this one, and it wouldn't surprise me at all. 
They can each have four rushing touchdowns. <laughs> I definitely. Dak had three last week. <laughs> Did he? He had three rushing? Oh, wow. Um, well, it's passing touchdown week this week. Um, okay. I, I gotta tell you, man, I'm going to fire on this over. I have to, I, my numbers are screaming at me to do it. All right. If you had to, I can't, I can't, no, 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 I can't. let's, let's, no, let, let's make it, uh, it, it is five. So implied is, uh, we're looking at 32, 27. Yes. Something like what? that. I didn't do that right at all. No, you're 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 close. It's something like that. Let's go fifty-six divided by two plus two point five. So like thirty to twenty-five. I was I was a little high. I don't know why my math was not working there. It's a five-point spread with fifty. We'll call it fifty-six. So thirty twenty-five roughly. If you had to bet one of those team totals, which would you bet, Dallas or Seattle? Dallas over twenty-five. 25 points for that offense? I'm probably betting over Seattle's actually just I bet them both. It's the, the wrong answer. The wrong answer is the answer's both. Yeah. No, because like because yeah, there's I mean, no they, limit. The limit does not exist. The limit does not exist. There's a chance this looks like Seattle um Atlanta, where you know, where Dallas is playing catch up in the second half. Uh, you know, and if, if they are if they are down multiple touchdowns and they have to score touchdowns, I can see them, you know turning it over on downs or something stupid, right? Like that, I can see that scenario. Um, Seattle getting to 35, though, does th- that seems like their baseline expectation in this game. Dallas has very little ability to rush the passer. Seattle's offensive line is crushing it, though. So who cares? Russell is going to have all the time in the world to pick apart this secondary. And did you look at the injury report today for the Dallas Cowboys? Uh, okay. Who are we starting? Are we, we were literally going to go to the nearest high school and pick up the best guys at cornerback and run them out there. I mean, like, like, like who is like, what, who is going to be out there? It is, it, it is, they, their starters are replacement level guys. So I'm guessing they have to be below replacement level. Um, and you're going up against a, a set of wide receivers with Seattle that are dynamic. Like these guys are awesome. Uh, I, I do, I do not know how Dallas gets off the field without conceding a touchdown. Um, and then on the flip side, uh, Seattle has no ability to rush the passer. Um, Jamal Adams is the only guy that can do any kind of uh, uh, an imitation of a pass rusher for Seattle. Um, and so you can't really take advantage of where Dallas is ailing right now, which is their offensive line injuries. Um, on top of that, their three-headed monster at wide receiver is out of this world good. Um, I... If they're going to put pressure on you and you're, you're, you know, if you're giving up 30 points to Cam Newton, uh, you're giving up 40 points to the Dallas team. I got to tell you, um, over 55 and a half here feels like a, a layup. Um, yeah. And, and uh, I, I hope it lands. You know what? I play in a, I play in a fun little league. It's not, I don't know what it'd be called. It's not fantasy or survivor or anything. It's, we just call it a 35 league. Everybody dropped their 17 weeks, so five bucks a week. Everybody throws 85 bucks into a pot. 16 men. You get two teams. If your team scores 35 points, you win the pot. So if nobody scores 35 points during a week, which it's becoming less likely with the two-point conversion and the longer extra point, the money rolls over. Sometimes it rolls over three, four, five weeks. It's a lot of fun because you get mad when your team you know, misses an extra point and – and I have Seattle 
and Atlanta. Oh, and I already won my I won my money back last week because Cleveland got it too, so I had to split it. But so I want Seattle just score thirty. Like Seattle scoring thirty five every game is looking super likely. I'm just gonna slowly accumulate eighty five dollars at a time. So that's uh, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna double down on Seattle team total. Maybe get thirty five um, plus that. Yahtzee, yeah. I, 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 it's funny. Like you, you're probably right. If you had to bet one of the team totals, if you just looked at the the distribution and the likelihood, I think Seattle's hits more often. Yeah, yeah. Because Seattle, if they're down in this game, they're answering. Uh, if Dallas is down in this game, they're probably answering. Yeah, right. that's fair. So, um, let me ask you real quick. Uh, we didn't really give much consideration to Dallas. Atlanta over last week, and I feel like a freaking fool. Like that was, I was coming a mile away. That was coming a mile away. Got there by the third quarter. What are you doing with your mic there? You're like whacking it or something. Oh, I don't know. I'm getting um, a lot of noise up. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, so yeah, last week um, we had all better. You know that was a, that was a no doubter on that over. Um, if they replayed that game this week, what would they open that total at? Sure, shit I mean, would be 56, right? 57, 58. You think they would really open it that low? Well, I they mean, well, if they actually, what do you mean? Not, What's this? What is in your dream scenario? I, they've I, already I, seen the game? Yeah. Say, reline this game. What's the total opening? You still can't be opening games above 60 because of the variance. <sighs> you remember what that I mean, you play this game 100, you, you play this game 100 times. You think it it lands in the eighties that much? Where you should open this at like sixty eight or what? No, I'm thinking like six. I'm thinking like sixty two and a half or something like that. Probably that's still a bit high. I think you open at like fifty eight. How many? It's still okay. a lot, man. What's the median? NFL median? What? Probably like forty seven this year. Uh, yes, forty seven and a half ish. This week it's crept up. It's still tough to go like that many deltas off the median. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just looking at it from a book's point, like they wouldn't because it's they know they know what would happen. They take an avalanche of under money, and in the in the world of variance, you could get curb stomped. I guess I'm I'm just surprised this one's not. Uh, I'm surprised that this one's not up in the sixties. Uh, you know, they opened it high, got bet up, but not much. Um, I don't know. I just don't. I don't know what's stopping this from getting up into the uh, the sixties. I'm and I'm looking down the uh, the Cowboys uh, uh, schedule this year. It's, we're probably not going to see a game lined in the sixties for a while with them. Maybe not till the Super Bowl. Not till the Super Bowl. <laughs> Seattle, Baltimore. Uh, I'd still open that at like fifty four. Yeah, I guess. When do you think we see our first uh, game lined in the sixties this year? An opener. Or at any point in the cycle. At any point in the cycle. I haven't looked at uh, like go look at Dallas, Seattle, Atlanta, Green Bay schedules, I guess. Raiders Chiefs. Oof. Yeah, still like open I'd open about Chiefs, open what's what's Chiefs Patriots total gonna be next week if uh, if we see sixty points in Ravens Chiefs. if you want to open what would you say? Raiders, Raiders, Vegas, or Raiders, Vegas, Vegas, New England. 
Yeah, that one's at 50, 47 and a half. So I guess it's going to be in the low 50s. 52, I suppose, if it gets yeah. out of control. I don't know. It's hard hard to say without seeing the games played this week yet. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that's notably affecting totals this year and why overs have been crushing out of out of just a note for uh, for the loyal listeners. Um, they're not calling penalties on offense. Only on only on New Orleans. <laughs> only on New Orleans. Uh, but yeah, it's been pretty lopsided in terms of the penalties this year. We it's notable that pretty much nobody's getting called for holding. Um, there's a couple of crews that still call holding when it's convenient, I guess. Um, but um, it's an offensive league this year. They've made a couple tweaks to how it's appreciated. No hits today. What the fuck? I know, right? Bullshit. Um, all right. Well. That one's an over for me. I'm going to add it to the card. I played three overs that are all over 50. Tampa. I'm sorry. Excuse me. I played over <laughs> da- Dallas. Tampa. Dallas, Detroit, and uh, and Casey. All three overs. All three in the 50s. Um, one total that's in the 50s that I lean under, and I'm going to need your help sorting this out, is Green Bay, New Orleans. What do you make of Sunday Night Football? Well, I've been waiting all week. Ah. Um, I'm pretty agnostic to that total. Okay. I think it's good. I'm not rushing. You know, if you told me you have to bet three of these high totals, I'm picking the other three first. I kind of like, like this one under the fourth, but I'm I'm not. I'm not excited about backing this under just to say, like, you know, is Green Bay's offense going to continue to do that? Because what's to say the New Orleans defense is any good? Man, they got picked apart by a team that mostly relied on a a good running game, a great tight end, and some newer receivers. I mean, if if Nelson Aguilar is going to do that, what is – and he has a hamstring injury. That's that's a little scary, but – you know what's Adams? Adams has looked great. Not only Adams, but it's not like they have this slow running game. They have this gashing running game with Aaron Jones. Like this is this is a good offense. I mean, you can see where this this number's gone. So and people obviously you have to be a little down on New Orleans and a lot of that man the in, the injuries the the penalties really did affect a couple of those drives pretty badly. I don't I don't want to be like I'm not I'm not in the oh the refs effed them over and you know that's what's that's what cost him the game but man they were i mean it was costly penalties and big drives so i think new orleans you can't downgrade them big off that tough road loss uh short week for new orleans another another knock on them like green bay taking money here isn't surprising the total hasn't gone up much i guess that that may be an indicator that you shouldn't be too afraid to take an under, but at the same time, the Green Bay offense has looked great, and at times the Green Bay defense has looked susceptible to a couple of decent. I don't want to say nice things about Kirk Cousins, man, but he, <laughs> I mean Kirk, Kirk Cousins looked good at times in garbage time. Like, uh, what what do you think of these run defenses as far as one of these teams getting ahead? Like, make a case for. Green Bay or New Orleans gets ahead and is able to salt away a win, and it stays in the forties. If I had to bet this game, I'd bet. It's very I'd tough. Bet, it's very tough. Just, I'd bet Green tough. Bay like 
alternate win total or alternate spread. Like this offense kicks the shit out of him and, and wins on the road on the turf. Mm. The defense very good lost point. a few times. What you, I guess uh, so. I guess from a market standpoint, the interesting thing to talk about here is that the look ahead was New Orleans minus six, and it's currently sitting at three. And that's a big adjustment. Yep. Um, Green Bay. Yeah, I'm, I'm either taking Green Bay to win by like a touchdown and getting paid for it, or I'm not, you know, or I'm not betting it. Yeah, I'm, New Orleans, or 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 you just say New Orleans. If this gets below three, what if it keeps going? Like, does New Orleans minus two and a half interest you? They're still a good yes. team. Yes, that, I think. Biggest scare is that arm. Jesus, that arm looked bad at times. Yeah. So I guess my, I mean my my thought on the under really was this is this sets up as a feature of the running game type of game plan for both teams. Green Bay's run defense is not great. You can gain on them on the ground. You can hide your quarterback's weakness in his ability to throw the ball down the field. Michael Thomas. Not expected to be 100%. Uh, flip the script. Green Bay uh, has one game-breaking wide receiver in Devontae Adams, who's not going to be 100%. He gets locked up uh, by Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, that pretty much takes away almost any incentive for Aaron Rodgers to target him because he's risk-averse, especially on the road. Uh, and I would think this sets up for Green Bay to lean on their rushing attack. Um, just both teams kind of coming in with the game plan that they're going to lean on the run, I think shortens the game to a degree and uh, turns this into a field position defense uh, field goal type of battle, as opposed to uh, a wide open, um, you know, track meet, which is, I think what the 51, 52 and a half uh, that we're currently seeing uh, reflects. Um, your points are valid though. Uh, this could get, this could be, this could be, relatively uh back and forth yeah. from a standpoint and um like you know Lattimore, he isn't maybe i'm speaking i'm 90 percent sure he's a shadow guy like they're not just going to be able to put adams on the other side of the field he'd go with him like I he's not a guy that just yeah he he he's obviously i he's uh, has a skill level but i think they do that they'll they'll move him around and shadow who they need to with him so, yeah, if he's on him the whole game, I guess let's put Lazard in some uh, DFS lineups, baby. Lazard season. It's Lazard um, season. God, it's Aaron Jones season. These look so good. I think he leads the league in rushing. I'd have to triple check that, but that, without even looking, I think that sounds right. He's really good. NFL 2020 rushing leaders. I think I bet his rushing yards over prop. I might as well just crumple. Two thirty four. Yeah, take that. What buy your buy your wife something with that money? It's already put it in the bank. No, I bet him under. I bet his rushing under. Oh, yeah. oh. I bet uh, him, and, him and CMC. So yeah, one. I think I, I break even on CMC under and uh, and uh, Aaron Jones under. Two thirty four through two games. He's looked good. He's crushing. One of two quarter. One of two running backs. Two hundred yep. or more. Yep. Crushing. Um, okay. Well, man, I don't think we're going to see two and a half. You've talked me out. You've cooled me. You've cooled me off big time on this under. Um, I think that means I'm going to be sitting on the sidelines here. See how this plays out. 
if Green Bay gets the win, does that change your expectations of their ceiling as from a team standpoint this season and the fabric of the NFC title? Going down there, this would be the best defensive secondary they've faced by far because we've seen what Minnesota's skeleton crew is, and obviously Detroit was better before the injuries, but it was awful. So clearly the best defensive secondary. If Rodgers puts up any kind of performance close to what we saw in the first two weeks, yeah, you have to start upgrading them heavily on the offense. We'll see what the defense does. You know, it's hard to grade a defense that's gotten ahead by so much in a couple games. They were down 14-3 to Detroit and kicked it in the gear, never looked back, which, thank God, I was feeling pretty dumb about that bet. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> Minnesota, the, the, my, my Vikings screwed me by looking so bad. But, yeah, the, the offense finally kicked in, did what I thought they did. And, yeah, if they can do that on the road against uh, a tough team, uh, one of the favorites in the NFC preseason, uh, that's uh, – are they doing fans in New Orleans? No. I didn't think so. It takes away a little from the, you know, the tough part playing in a dome. But, yeah, the, this would be – this would be a big win for them and definitely an upgrade, especially if the offense continues to play that well with, you know, Adams, uh, Stars and Scrubs wide receiver core. Star and Scrubs. We've seen uh, two quasi-comebacks from uh, from Aaron Rodgers. Uh, does he have a comeback in him if New Orleans is leading at halftime? Boy, if we've seen it so many times and people never learn, like you want to play a soft defense against Rodgers? Well, probably then. It depends on Peyton and that defense. Like if they want to, if they want to give him the underneath stuff, he, he put together those, you know, nine play, two minute drives where they just like shit. I forgot prevent doesn't work against this guy. Like the. You know, it's it's not Patrick Mahomes. It's not, oh, we got to, you know, you absolutely got to keep him on the sideline to beat him, but kind of, especially if he's looking a little more confident and playing well, albeit against some bad pass secondary. So that's another reason I'm staying away. It's kind of a learn game. I really want to yeah. see if this Packers offense is legit because this is the test. Okay. You've you've made some very, very strong points. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip this one. We'll play it at halftime. Um Right. Helps keep my card in order. Help keep my card in, in line a little bit. I think I got three sides and three sides. I'm sticking with one. I'm buying out of four totals. All I all I added today was uh, Buffalo, and that was destined weeks ago. Uh, do you want to circle back on Cincinnati team total over as the secret podcast only listeners play? Oh man, I'm probably going to put it on my card, but. I don't see that total getting out of hand and or the Cincinnati money getting out of hand. Let's put it on there. Cincinnati, Cincinnati over. over. Did, did you pull up does bookmaker have team totals yet? No. They usually don't this time of year. At least time of week at least. This um, time of year. Fall. Not this time of year. The autumn. The autumn. Uh hanging around. Let's say it's twenty and a half. 23 minus two. Yeah, it's looking 20 and a half at Bookmaker. I think you'll be able to find a spendy 20. Okay, well, we'll grade against 20 and a half just for we'll, we'll, we'll grade. Yeah, we'll grade. We'll, you know, we'll we'll do some winks and nods when it comes out and yeah. we'll talk. 
We'll shop for the best one available, and we'll happen to buy, bet that. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to because I'm going to bet this. I'm, you know. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm gonna text. Uh, okay. Shitty, well, good job. Shitty. We'll wrap this up. We gave people a two-hour pod today. My goodness gracious! Not I'm going to get there. I'm going to need to get some of the um the times from you. I have most of them down, but I need a couple more. It's tough. I missed. I missed one. I know. When when did it's you hear? If you hear me hesitating, time. it's because yeah, you same. Oh my god! I know. This is why we need. An we need to do it for each other's. Like I'll track yours. Yeah. You know what? I wrote that's the next Dallas. Week, next week. That's, that's the plan. Dallas Seattle one. I might be way off. I got all. I missed San Francisco, New York Giants, and I missed Rams, Buffalo Bills. So I need those two from you. I have those two. So okay. all right, all right. We'll, we'll confer after the show. All right, take it easy, and uh, we'll. Uh, She's um, easy. Take her twice. She... <laughs> Twenty and a half minus fifteen at a rec book. I like it. Uh, no, we did good uh, getting that get in after twenty under two hours after how long that started up. So. so I wrote them all in a spreadsheet. And when I got to Indy, I wrote two more again. Like I, I circled back, so I had two. Because when I'm like, oh my god, we have eleven games left. We only had nine, which <laughs> still was a lot at yeah, that point. Yeah. Well, good job either way. Best luck this weekend, and uh, we'll touch base.